Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the second part of From Dial Square to Where, the Deal or No Deal special. You can find part one on the same podcast platform you found this episode. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel and help support this show and rate five stars on Apple Podcasts. Enjoy the show. You, know, you speak to me mm. like with the David Luiz deal. Um, just pick up the phone to Chelsea. Say, look, do you want eight million for David Luiz? Yeah, okay, fair enough. Pay eight million quid. Why do you need someone? You know, just and pay the same again just to negotiate mm. with someone you don't even want to talk to in the first place. I don't understand it anyway. But um, I think that at the moment I just cannot even bring myself to think that they're not even working on that and, and getting that sorted because that would be the most uh, do you know what after we sold I've, t- I've told this story before but after we sold Van Persie I didn't watch Arsenal and I, I didn't even look out for scores or anything for nearly two between two and three seasons I was that upset with the club after mm. selling Van Persie to United and I would be even worse I don't even think I could bring myself to come back to the club at all if we sold our crown jewels and didn't if it let like kids slip through our fingers and go to one of our rivals, it would just be ridiculous. And I don't think I can forgive them until they've left the club. Full well, if, if talk about them leaving the club, if they want to get him to commit, then I think you know heads need to roll somewhere in the background. Definitely, there has to be a consequence for that. Definitely, yeah. I, I'm really positive about a, a loads of things about Arsenal at the moment, despite these last two results. I think we've got the right manager in place. We've got a really good nucleus of a squad to build around. We've got a lot of weaknesses, but not quite as many weaknesses as I think people are going on about all the time on Twitter. I think we we could get by with like three really good quality players, and I think the rest of the, the squad is. I'm not saying it's good enough to challenge for the title, but I think we can make some good strides, ready to start building up over the next couple of years. But the big worry I've got. Is that big fucking Danny DeVito looking like that was running our club mm. and building these relationships yeah. with these super leeches, agents? Yeah. Leeches, you shouldn't be well, even in the game in the first place. Uh, Tony just co- co- popped up in a comment saying it's Elite Project Group, that's his agent. Yeah, who's the guy though? Who does the guy do? Oh, it'll come to me in a minute, but yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sure it might, I'm sure Chappis might be right, you know, Rayola, Mino Rayola. Anyway, he rings a bell. But they are no, notorious for being real pain in the arse to deal with, I've, I've heard mm. on, on a lot of podcasts. Yeah, well, I agree with them. 
They're probably saying, look, just don't, just ride your, bide your time, and um, they'll just get more and more desperate, and they'll up and up your salary, and blah, blah. I'm sure all that shit's going along. I'm, I'm sure the Of course, especially, especially this current situation, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm struggling to hear you, answer. Sorry. It's really muffled again. Say again. Sorry, say something again just to see whether that's better, answer. Yeah, it's, it's very muffled, unfortunately. I don't know what whether you've got a different um, mic you can possibly use or something. But anyway, we'll move on. Oh yeah, that's a bit better. That's a bit better. What were you going to say? Now we'll move on to the next box. Ow. Um, where are we? It's your choice, Chappers. So it is, isn't it? Uh, yeah, which box would you like to choose? Oh, um, let's go with number five. Number five. I'm alive. I'm alive. He's alive. <laughs> Johnny five. <laughs> right, inside box number five, we have everyone's favourite Scotsman, Kieran Tierney. Ooh. And the offer on the table is 20 million spondulics. Deal or no deal? Oh, I think I might, well, I think I really might have to have a chat with Stan about this one. I mean, I've got my own thoughts on this one, but Stan, go on, go, go for it. Oh, wow. Again, this is another player that I, um, I, I, I'm happy to be very positive about. First of all, Chappers, if you take the 20 million, then you just stuffed us for 5 million because he cost us 25, right? So that's mm, exactly, not, yeah. That's not going to be good accounting, but here <laughs> I know quite a bit about this lad. Um, the, the pub that I drink here in Vancouver, well, did drink in to watch the games, we share with the Celtic Supporters Club. And I've seen a lot of uh, Tierney, I've spoken to them about Tierney. Um, and you know, the word is on the, down, down the horn from, from Scotland, Steve Clark, who's very uh, connected to the uh, international setup, feels that you know this kid has got the ceiling to be better than Robertson. Mm. Uh, there's something about Tierney with me that had he been at the club a little bit longer, I'd be all forgiven in the armband because I've listened mm. to his interviews mm. and he's got a, he's very articulate, he's very um, intelligent, and I just have a feeling that there's something about Kieran Tierney which I think he'd be a good ambassador, a role model to put out in front of the cameras and to talk about Arsenal. And then my last reason is, you know, I come from a Scottish background, so you're not really going to get me to say that much wrong about, you know, one of my own. And I'm glad that he's at the team. Um, I just hope that his injury problems, his little niggles are behind him now. Um, and again, uh, he's one of the only players in the squad that can actually cross the ball. We've only got two, mm. Zaka being the other one, and, and, and Kieran Tierney. So, I mean, it's your decision, Chappers. You're going to be wielding the gavel on this one. <laughs> you know, if you want to talk to me again... <laughs> if, you, if, I mean, if you want to continue on the show, then you. just make the right uh, decision, I, Chappers. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I'll be... I'll, <laughs> I'll be... Uh, no, I mean, you know, I'm 100% with Stan all the way. You know, yeah, we don't... First of all, we don't want to lose money 
for him. We've got him for quite a long time as well. So, you know, it's plenty of time for, for him to develop. He's got, yeah, he really does have that, that heart that the team needs. Um, but also, I don't know if you know this, but like there's something about our left backs with sensible haircuts that are always really, really very, he's so, very useful. He's so down to work. He's, he's got he's a really is. sensible haircut. You remember Nacho? Sensible haircut. You know what I'm saying? You know? <laughs> what? Um, um, but, you know, I think he's, you know, he'll, he'll be better than Nacho, I think. And, and as you were saying, Stan, you know, the idea about his ceiling is he's still only young, like 23, I think. And mm. uh, he, he's got so much to give the club. Absolutely no way that... Um, yeah, yeah, my re- rebuild means uh, selling him. So, yeah, that's a no deal for me. Definitely, yeah, I'm really glad to hear it. I, I think yeah, we're selling for all, of my, all the tea in China. I, I love the kid. And I said before, when we were um, we were in that limbo <coughs> last summer, when it went on for weeks and weeks, whether we are going to buy it. The whole summer. Or not. I, said that, I said even then, that I, you know, because I, I was actually listening specifically to Celtic podcast at that point just so I find out more about him and what they thought about losing him more to the point mm. yeah. and I, t- I swear to god they w- went mental that they did not want to lose Kieran no. Tierney and they were saying that um, why would he take a step down to Arsenal you know from Celtic blah blah he's the best left back we've ever had <laughs> and all this sort of stuff and I swear to god that, that is how you can tell how good the, the lad is mm. listening to the fans about what they think, and that was, I, we were having—I was having banter with them over the summer and uh, on Twitter last year. Where they were absolutely slating us um, and slating him for leaving and everything. And you can tell just how angry they were, how good that lad is. So yeah, I, I love him. I, I think I was m- more excited about signing him than I have been about signing anyone for ages. Mm. You know, um, I was much more excited than signing him than I was for signing Pepe and all that last summer as well. I, I love mm. the kid and I think his attitude is spot on. I love the story that he was out playing football with his mates at the park when he got the call to come yeah. down to sign for Arsenal. And you can imagine him with having like a brown paper bag and a bottle of white lightning, you know, with his mates down the park. You can imagine his bum standing at the back door calling the mint dinner. Yeah, he can. <laughs> you know, and I, I love the way he has his he has his shirt tucked into his shorts as well. With his, oh. as as his like, brilliant. I just like exemplary behaviour. I just yeah. like to add the one thing that really endeared him to me. Uh, it was like the cherry on the cake. It was pictures from the training ground on a really cold, windy, yeah. frosty day. Who will remain nameless wearing body warmers and snoods yeah. up to and here. Gloves. And in the background, there was this young, fresh faced kid with short sleeves and even had his shorts rolled up even higher. He wants to fight the cold weather, literally fight it. I love him. <laughs> You know what? The, the season before he joined us, oh, oh, you know, it seems like years ago, but the, the season, he, his last season at Celtic, and he, everyone was going on and on and on about his uh, injury record, or, and he still played something like fifty odd games that season. You know, and mm. the one thing that, was, that was, settles my mind about his injury record is that they're all very different injuries that he's had suffering. Mm. The only one that he's sort of been recurring, which is a bit of a concern, is his shoulder. So, hmm. but that's not, he doesn't run on his shoulders, thank, thank God. So, you know, I'm not too concerned about his injury record because they are random stuff that anyone could pick up. So I just think he's had a, a bit of a run of bad luck. So I just touch wood. He could be one of our best left backs in my lifetime, I think, going hmm. forward. And I, I, yeah. I genuinely would 
be quite happy with him as a captain and I think he could be our left back for the next decade I seriously do I just it would be amazing if um, Bellerin could get back to his old self I think we'd have probably you know alongside Liverpool the best sort of fullbacks in the league you know Trent probably um, just slightly pips them but Tierney is our best crosser of the ball you know Pepe is the best at dead balls dead ball specialist but on the run Tierney in open play is the best crosser we've got I think in, at the club I think it's fantastic so yeah I cannot wait to see him reach full coming fitness. from Celtic he's a winner I mean, he's a winner as well but yeah, I was going to say that fantastic. Fantastic. a mentality again we yeah, want a yeah. winning mentality we need to get the, the winners in our squad and not get rid I mean, of them he, and give them the losing mentality he, he stuck up for one of his teammates in the either yeah. the first or second game he, he turned out for the club it was one mm. of the cup games he made his debut in and I, I can't remember the specific but someone clattered into one of his teammates and he was the first there squaring up to the put and that's exactly mm, yeah. what we're missing you know I loved it I absolutely love seeing that and that um, is we need if we could have 11 Kieran Tierney's on the side I think it'd be fantastic would be well be because his attitude is spot on in fact I'll, mm. I'll take that back if we could have five Martinelli's and five Tierney's I think we'll win the Champions mm. League so, yeah, anyway. <laughs> there you go that says it all and again, right. they're young play- these are young players. I'm afraid you're going to have to tell me who's next because we've had a couple of dropouts and then pop back in. The order's gone on the screen. So um, whose turn next. is it now? Your Brian, turn, Ryan. Me. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, then, um, Brian. Number six. Right, number six. Ooh, interesting. Inside box number six is one Matteo Guendouzi. And the oh, offer God. on the table from Matteo Guendouzi is going to be an interesting one again, I think, from the whole fan base. £22 million. £22 million. Interesting one. Give us your thoughts and have a chat to someone if you want to. I'll give, a, I'll give my thoughts first before I give my answer, and then, but before I give my answer, I'll go to someone. Um, this is a hard one, because again, it, I keep saying it all night, but potent, there's potential there, but there's also lapses that does, does concern me. And things like Saturday, having to go at someone after a full-time whistle is, one, is completely different to doing it in the moment, at the, in that, on, during the match. It's all well and good doing, grabbing someone, squaring up to someone after the match, after not, after you've just lost to a game. But not, but not to do it when your teammate's just been taken out. No matter what we think about the situation, that your teammate's been injured by a challenge and you're also standing there being busy mates with the person until he scores a goal against you. So that, there's, there's I'll sit 50, I'm 50-50 at the moment. I'm going to go to Rohan, get his thoughts and see if he can help me out here. So, I, I like Gwendozi's shithousery that he does, right? He rugby tackles Zaha when he's going clean through and that's the kind of, uh, you know, and, and he's also, in the beginning of the season, especially the Aston Villa game, he was the one who was driving us and, you know, taking us forward and, and doing all of that. But that being said, I haven't really found what Gwendozi is really good at because a lot of a lot of people say that he's got 
good passing and the only pass that they refer to is that Aubameyang goal that, that he scored against Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. But apart from that, he's not a quick passer of the ball. He hasn't got, uh, you know, the range of uh, Shaka so, when so, people aren't getting on top of him. Mm. So, so I'm not going to say Shaka, but let's say Tony Cruz. He's not a Tony mm. Cruz or a Thiago or someone. He's not mm. a defensive midfielder as well. Mm. So, uh, you know, I, I, I like him for his attitude, but for his gameplay, mm. I'm really not sure about Gwendozi. Yeah. And that's a, that's a thing, that's exactly what I'm saying, but also his, his persistent awareness sometimes, if he loses his head, that's it, Don't, no one can sort of, no, no player can actually point to one's eyes and say no, to get your head back in the game sort of thing, he doesn't, he's sort of like, Man City started off well and then as soon as Jack goes off, he's like headless chicken and he just loses his persistent awareness and then they were left exposed, and our defence then left exposed when they were on the when your opponent's on the attack and that. So on that basis, personally, I'd, in reality, I'd, lo- I'd loan him out, give him a loan, and then see what happens from that. But I'd have to, I'd have to take, take, the, take the deal in this situation just because on the pitch, the gameplay itself, game playing itself, it's all good having a certain attitude, but it's the moment of that, having that attitude. Also, as I said, his positional awareness, and as Rohan says, we don't know. He's what his best attribute is, apart from one, the odd, the odd, the odd amazing pass we get every now and then. Mm-hmm. It's been a spiteful so. little shit. That's his. That's his. Uh, <laughs> isn't that his key skill? But he's asked. Well, spiteful it's, little shit. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did a I did a poll on Twitter quite recently, and the question just said, "Is Mattel Guendouzi?" And the choices were a headless chicken, the future of Arsenal. I saw this one, <laughs> and it was really close. It was very close. Really? But there should have been a third choice, and people kept coming into the comments and saying, "Why can't I choose both?" They feel that he's a headless chicken. Yeah. But will be the future of Arsenal. You see what I'm getting at? Yeah. 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 And, and for me, he's Guendouzi. He seems to get a pass because during a football match, he covers so much ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fans yeah. seem to That's like that. But for yeah. me, it seems that when he does get the ball, he he holds on to it for too long rather than looking to lay it off. And he yeah. always, when he does get the ball, he always tries to dribble away from the opposition like Ronaldinho and invariably yeah. he turns the ball over to the other side and puts us back <laughs> under pressure. Do you know, yeah. the, the, the fact that he covers so much ground and runs around so much shows a complete lack of football intelligence for me because he, by the end of the match he's knackered and he can't do those runs anymore because he's just spent, he spent all his energy doing unnecessary shuttle runs here, there and everywhere trying to create issues for his own teammates a lot of the time, if I'm honest. I'm, it, I've never known a player so much on the, I'm so much on the fence because I can see a lot of talent in the kid. But I'm exactly like Rowan. I don't know what position is good for him. I think he's got the, an ideal coach to actually maybe iron out a lot of these issues. So, and he's still very, very young. I mean, he's, he's raw, isn't he, again? He's got, he's, if his attitude can be channel, uh, channeled in the right way, it could be really positive for the team. But at the same time, if it doesn't get channeled in the right way, it could be a complete liability again. Mm. You know, it's so difficult with Grinduzzi, but in an ideal world, if we could get, say, again, pre-COVID, if we could have got an offer for, say, and I actually said this at the end of last season as well, before the Europa League final, I said, 
he'd be one of the players I'd take a really quick hit on, you know, and a profit on, mm. because we need the money at the moment. And he, he's mm. very, he could go either way. We could end up losing a world star, or we, he could just be the next Robbie Savage. We don't know. It yet. surprises me that you said that, Andrew, because usually, you know, from a lot of the, the, the supporters that I speak to and people in various clubs, you're one of the, the, the fans that's usually very giving. If you know what I, I mean, you know, that's why it's so difficult. Yeah, it's really difficult with him. I, I, if I if I could get now in this current environment, if we could get offered 30, 35 million for him, I would rip your arm off because I'll put that towards part Thomas Party because he's got a definitive role in the team and he will be yeah. instantly transformational. Where we could we, we could be waiting for another couple of years for Gwendozi to actually find his role in the team and a, and a specific you know a, a, a positive attribute because at the moment he's jack of all trades and master of none isn't he you know yeah. he's, uh, he's very much an odd yeah. job man who has got no no specific yeah. role he's very he hasn't got that he hasn't got that um sort of proactiveness um i, I don't think to no. to be able to kind of fight find find a focus do you know what i mean mm. uh, uh, whether that's kind of being a defensive midfielder or a box to box midfielder or whatever, you know, um, he. Uh, I think you need to have a, a little bit of an in, an instinct to kind of know which way you, you're going to develop. And at the moment, for me, he, he, and I think somebody else said it as well, he, he doesn't really know what he is, you know. And um, uh, he's, it's, uh, you know, who knows if Arteta's got plans for him or not. But exactly, I, I, I would love him to come good, and because I do, mm. I do like the kid, you know. And again, he, yeah, but he's a right laugh going out for a drink with him. I think you have a great night. But you know, <laughs> it's like we're, even in the comments, we've had a you know, Guna Glenn. I think we can do better. Twenty-two million, he would deal. Um, Tony Turner, Mister Arsenal podcast, wrong choice. Not his fault. He doesn't have any partners in midfield. I can't disagree with you, Tony. I can't disagree with that at all. However. He still doesn't stick to his job. If he's given a job, which yeah. I'm sure he is under Arteta, I'm absolutely that's confident he'd be given a job. Yeah. I'm sure mm. he doesn't stick to whatever he's told to do. That's my main gripe. That's my main gripe, and that's why I sort of lean towards saying bye bye, bye bye. Because if by now you're not, you've been with the club now two years officially, going on. What's the last time? Last time he signed for us, like last time that did only three years since he signed for us, and he hasn't learned. Yeah, he was coached. It was overcoached, not even overcoached, overused under Emery. But what we've under, what we're in now, we're in June, six months under Arteta, even though you've done training over Zoom classes or whatever, and you're still positionally not doing your job and not doing what your task to do, that worries me. Young talent, young talent or not, he's now to what, 20? If you were Arteta, would you have trusted him to be doing what you've told him to do over the Zoom calls at home? That's the thing, no. And I think, that, again, this is an <laughs> issue. Anyone would, would they? Really? This, this, again, this is another issue was raised. Just before the lockdown over in the UK, they went on that trip to Dubai. Quindusi done something. I mean, that was really funny, actually, to be fair. I mean, yeah, I and then like literally Arteta didn't like it and dropped him. He took so his shirt off well. and waved it around his head, didn't he? And stood on the mm. table. All I think it was, what, was it during a funeral or something? I don't know. But yeah. I don't know. So. It was at the hotel, but yeah, it, did, it was deemed unprofessional. And I don't know. Weren't impressed, basically. And no, yeah, I dropped know. him. I did but, joke, but it was. Yeah. Uh, 
You get very few um, characters in the game nowadays, don't you? And I, I, I do like having a character in the team. And I, I do like having a player that all the opposition fans and players hate. You know, oh, I, I like that. Yeah. But he, he, he literally could go either way, couldn't he? You know, it's like one of those babies in the videos. And is he going to fall to the left or is he going to fall to the right on the bed? You know, it's, it's like one of those things, you know, with Grinduzi, whether he's going to be... I would ask the question, is, are we, are we actually, on the pitch-wise, are we getting any more output from Mattel Grinduzi than we would from Mohamed Elneny? Because, I, 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 let me just go where, I'm, go where I'm going here with Elneny. I was having a chat with someone the other day, and they said, well, if you compare Elneny to, say, Grinduzi or, or Xhaka, or, you know, Ainsley Maitland-Niles or Danny Ceballos, he's probably about 70%, probably about 70% of what they are as players. And my answer to that is, you're right, he is, he is um, limited in his talents, but what I like about Mohamed Elneny is, he, if he is 70%, I know that when I play him, he's going to give me all of that 70%. And he'll do what he's told. Yeah. yeah. He'll fulfil a certain role. Whereas there's a lot of players around him at the moment where you know that you're not getting 100% out of them. You almost feel like they're cheating you. You know, they're yeah, cheating no. you every week they put on the shirt. So I would say that right now, I mean, he's not the answer, but I'd love Mohamed Elneny to be another body, another uh, another person that we could utilise in our midfield because we, we, we would still lose games, but I think the manner would be more, would be respectable. We would, at, at the end yeah. of the game, say, well, that guy left everything out on the pitch there today. Mm. He was shit, but he tried his hardest. <laughs> well, I, I, I listened to some of the old Tuesday Club podcasts, and uh, I listened to one today, funnily enough, and, uh, you know, the Alan Davis ones, it, they're absolutely brilliant if you haven't listened to them before. They're really funny. And, um, but I listened to one from two or three years ago. It must be three years ago. And El Nini had not long joined, actually. Um, and where they were talking about him. And it wasn't long after he'd scored that goal against Barcelona. Um, where he curled it in. A beautiful goal. And um, anyway, it was very, very early days in his Arsenal career. But they were eulogising about him. They loved him at the time. He, he was turning out some really good performances. Um, there's a player in there. I don't, he's not the future for Arsenal. I don't, I, long term, if I, again, I'll, I'll definitely sell him if we've got an offer for him. However, between now and the end of the season, I, to, I do actually agree. I think he'd do a job for Arteta and he'd stick to that job and he'd do it to the best of his ability. And that's more valuable at the moment than a, than a much more talented, potentially, Grandouzi, who's not fulfilling a specific role in the team. Um, it's difficult. It's really tough. Um, 22 million, I'd find it very hard to sell at 22 million, but for the purposes of the game, and if a gun's on my head, I would, I'd sell him and make a profit and put it towards someone who's going to fit this, this team. That I forgot playing. the answer, are we selling Gwen Doozy now or keeping him? What did it, it was Ryan's sell, choice. Sell, right? sell, Ryan's sell. Okay. Right. Answer, we're back to you. What's your next number? Say again, sorry. Seventeen, you've had seventeen, yes. We've had nine, well, I won't list them all out, but yeah, just say another number and I'll tell you whether it's or not, because I can't be asked to read them all out. Eleven. Uh, do you know what? Maybe... 
not as straightforward as I think it might be, but you never know. Inside box number 11 is Socrates Papadopoulos. And the, the offer is three million pounds. Three million pounds. So, bear in mind, you've got to think about the price and, you know, that you're being offered, not just whether you want to get rid of the player or not. You're not going to make me say his surname, are you? No. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, so, Chris, sorry, was it three million? Was that the three offer? Three million pounds, yeah. Well, in the current circumstances, obviously, we have a very big glut of centre backs, and not all of the centre backs are necessarily up to the required standard. Um, I mean, you know, I, it's your choice to decide which centre backs you want to move on, but I guess, uh, I mean, you know, I'm all, I'm, I'm all for Socrates when it comes to his spirit. He does definitely um, love to go out and smash people, sometimes very unnecessarily. Um, but um, one thing I, I just cannot really sort of get past is just the fact that he never smiles. He never smiles. He just doesn't seem to be enjoying it ever. Like, why did you put me on this earth? You know, all right, I'm, in a, I'm getting paid. I'm in an Arsenal shirt, you know, I'm sort of shouting, smashing people up a little bit, all that sort of, sort of stuff. Why so sad, Socrates? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, so, however, um, yeah, I, I mean, what, he was, so what, we've got till 2021, so like a year left on his contract. That's worth considering. Came in for about 14 million. That's worth considering. But, but the, you know, the main thing I, I think you want to look at here is just it, how are we going to cheer him up? Yeah. So <laughs> just consider that. No, until you said that, you're bang on. You're right. I never, I never thought of it until you said it. He never smiles. Never ever no. smiles. There's an amazing no. tweet. There's an amazing tweet or an Instagram, I think, and he's just put put something like movie night, the best night, and he's just got this massive screen up and he's looking at the camera like this, <laughs> with that sort of like droopy deputy dog kind of. I'm really trying to crack a smile, lads, but I just can't do it. I'm really sorry. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, so, you know, do what you will there, Anthony. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm all for this cooling pot. But um, to be honest, I think our wage bill is so high. And I would forget about the three million, even if he was free. Get rid of him. So can you? So you're saying deal? Yes, please. Deal. I can't disagree. From honest, he's never good enough for Arsenal, and I think he gets an easy ride. I think he's just as cumbersome and, and sort of just in, what's the word I'm thinking of? And he, uh, he creates so many more problems, or just as many problems as Mustafi. But Mustafi gets pilloried, and Socrates seems to get away with it because he just fist pumps and, you know, he's got this high spirit. But he makes as many mistakes as Mustafi, in my opinion. Always getting caught square. 
Yeah. And I don't know what his wage is, whether it's, it's got to be around 100, 120. Uh, 90. 90 a week. Yeah, Still. he went from something like 40 to 90 in one hit yes. and he gave him all well, that that's, money. That's, that's just, it's too much. And he's not, he definitely can't be a starter moving into the next season. And last year, his contract, 30, 30 I don't know, early 30s. Mm. I just oh, I'll I'll get, to be honest, I'd, if mm. someone would take him off our hands for nothing, I'd get rid of him just just, just to get his wages off the <laughs> off the payroll. So three million quid, I'd, I'd, I'd take it definitely mm. personally. Um, right, Stan, back to you then. What's your next number? I'll take number eleven. Number eleven? No, that was you just add number eleven. That was surprise. Okay, number two. Two. Oh, good one. Inside box number two is Pierre Emmerich Aubameyang. Oh, wow, bloody hell. The fee <laughs> for Mr. person on this panel that I should have a chat with about <laughs> The fee for Mr. Aubameyang. Probably, unbeknownst to everyone else, this gentleman is probably Aubameyang's number one fan. He probably <laughs> sleeps. He probably has a, a Bamiyang pajamas. <laughs> and he wraps himself up with his Bamiyang duvet and rests his head on his Bamiyang pillow as he looks up to the ceiling at his Bamiyang poster. Rohan, what am I going to do, man? You, you don't know the offer yet. The, oh, offer, right, the offer for a Bamiyang. Thirty million pounds, three zero. Thirty million pounds. Right. Before I give my decision, because I'm going to be honest with this one, I'm this one, this one. I could be swayed either way. Rohan, the floor is yours, sir. It is the sort of offer that's quite difficult one to sort of get your head around. I think. You know, you forgot the the, the Lamborghini bed, which is which is modelled <laughs> off of uh, a Bamiyan car, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> so. so Listen, you know, Stan, we've discussed this before. He brings goals to the game. We, the only thing going for our club right now is that Aubameyang is scoring goals. Otherwise, we're 10th now. We would have been in the relegation fight, right? Replacing him, I would have said that it would, it might have been a good option if we got 30 million, 35 million for him and invested it in Werner for 48 million, which we've not done. We've lost out on Werner. There's no person who can guarantee you goals there. And I, I go back to what was said earlier in the show, which was Martinelli can play that role, but I don't want him to be under that pressure of chasing Champions League football and being the lone striker for Arsenal Football Club. You know, it, it'll sort of be, become like Tammy Abraham for Chelsea. And that was what the issue was. And mathematically, talking about it, it depends on how much we strengthen and then Arteta needs to take his pick whether he feels more comfortable with Aubameyang to make Champions League or without. Because even if we lose him for free next season, if he can qualify us for the Champions League, that's 40 million in the bank. So he's made up that money. But he will probably, we probably won't make it if we don't have his goals. You know, so that's my opinion on Aubameyang. He, he plays out of position. He's playing at left wing. He literally goes and plays one-two with our centre-back. He, he compares him to Maitland-Niles, who doesn't want to play in out, uh, uh, you know, out of position versus Aubameyang, who can play anywhere. 
given all of this i would definitely keep him he's the only world class striker that we have you know my opinion is clear uh, we have to keep that talent but yeah we off chance hmm. i'm not at all with him because you make such a good argument but i've got this other part of me that's like if you're going to if you're going to give him ozil money i don't want to do that not at his age i don't want to go down that road again and and having to make him comparable with with ozil and you would think that if if i was a bamian okay and you know we and and i've got the output for the team and what i'm providing for the team goal wise and we're now looking at you know a new contract it's going to be hard not to look over at ozil and go that guy over there is getting this amount and he hasn't done anything He's done jack and, mm. you know so it's so tough isn't it it's so, just, it's so just, tough. this is a really tough one for me because i've got i've got uh, arguments on both sides of what i would do if you know what i mean and i'm so torn going right hand you want to say something i think i think he's been enough of a team player to sort of understand if we speak to him that you know this is the wage structure that we're looking at but we can compensate in terms of goal bonuses etc etc he's already on some crazy goal bonus so instead of increasing your base salary we can you know give you incentives you're going to play that uh, role and you're going to bang goals so you will make that sort of money that's one option or i would still keep him for 30 million I would let him go for free next season. He is imperative to us, uh, you know, for us to make Champions League football next season. You know, no more of this Europa League crap, please. But you see, if we've got a self-sustaining model, I can't turn down the thirty million, right? I could take the thirty million, and I could drive up to Celtic and come home with Odiston Edward, maybe for around that money, hmm. but. The, the the thing is, and Rohan makes a good point, is that there's no guarantee that the, that whoever I brought in for the thirty million is going to hit the ground running and continue to give us the goals that Abamian gets. It's a bloody difficult one, man, and I wish I wasn't in this position because I just find that this is the hardest one. Yeah, and Tony makes a great thing. I mean, this is a guy that gets a, a goal bonus of forty five thousand pounds a goal. Every time Abamian scores a goal, he trousers forty five thousand pounds. So he's very well compensated. Say, I'm, I'm sorry, Rohan. I really am sorry, Rohan. Just, just think about this. He has a 45 million. <laughs> he has a 45 million goal bonus, but he gives away penalties for Lacazette and Pepe. It's not. It's not I thought he was going to come in there and say, "Stan, remember, I know your kids go to school." Not even our kids, but you know, you know what I'm getting to. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to deal with a heavy heart and with great yeah. regret and it's because as i say i'm i'm concerned about the salary that he wants and i feel that because of his age at some point his form is going to start to dip at some point and if we lock him in for 3 years on 300 grand a week say and in year 2 you know his form starts to dip we're saddled with a guy that's on a lot of money and that worries me mm-hmm. so i'm sorry rohan with heavy heart i'm going to do the deal with the banker mm Interesting one, isn't it? It is really interesting. It, that's a tough one. I, I, you know, I'll be struggling really with that one, with the amount, the amount of money versus the goals. It's a, it's a real flip of a coin, isn't it? That one really. It is a tough one. Andrew, do you mind if I ask everyone on the panel one thing? Of course. 
do you guys really think it's necessary to get champions on the this season? What would the squad we have right now? This season or next season? Um, and next season. Next I mean, season. Uh, not qualify for the Champions League this season. If we can get by financially and but, and still back Arteta, that's a really big thing for me, is backing Arteta, then I I would much rather not have any, any European football next season at all and let him just uh, have a real run at the Premier League. Because I think under his stewardship, with a couple of good wise investments player-wise and getting some of this... Wrong negativity out of the, yeah, out of the squad. This negativity out of the squad, rather, um, by selling the right players as well. Then I think we've got the right manager to actually make a good run for finishing in the top four next year and really building something. Um, if he doesn't get backed, then oh God, I, I, I really worry about. Uh, I really worry worry about the, the future. But no, this season, no. I think next season, yeah, we, we really have to. We really have to. Primarily because of the name of the club and the the, mm. the way that yeah. it's sort of portrayed around the world. Do you know what that worries me more than anything? It's not just about the money coming in from around the world and everything. It's it's our fan base from around the world. We're going to lose a generation of young kids mm. to yeah. being Arsenal fans from around the world in this country as well. They're all going to be... <coughs> going for the most popular teams. And the longer we're not the most popular teams, like the Man Cities and the Chelsea's and you name it, we're going to miss a whole range of future fans. And that's what worries me, because I really, I think it's so important, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I think next season it's a must. But this season, I wouldn't really, really wouldn't care. I don't know if anyone else wants to say anything on that one, or whether we should just move on. I feel terrible, and I'm finding it difficult to look at Rohan sat in his square there. <laughs> I feel really bad. I feel like I've betrayed him. Like betray him. Okay. <laughs> Let's have a look at some of the comments. Tony, uh, sell by your lad Van der Beek. Stan, that's what you could do. Uh, Rohan is going to pout for the rest of the time. <laughs> 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 I was uh, I was the devil on Stan's shoulder, he says as well. And um, Gooner Glenn says bye bye twenty goals. Well, this is it. Do you know what though? If, if, it sh we shouldn't be so bloody reliant on Aubameyang. That's the main thing, isn't it? We should be spreading yeah. out goals and scoring more goals from midfield and getting more out of Pepe by supporting Pepe more. Do you know what Pepe? Uh, I, he is. A, I mean, he showed what he can do in the, in the last game, didn't he? With that beautiful shot, beautiful. He's got so much skill, but he's not being supported well enough. Again, this is a bit of concern about Bellerin and the role that he's playing in the team. He's not being tasked with supporting Pepe and actually overlapping him no. and taking no. some of the players away from Pepe by overlapping him so he can, he can either cut in or go either way. It's just... Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult with that one because we need to get more out of Pepe. We need to get more out of um, players that are coming through like Saka and Martinelli. Aubameyang, uh, you know, his goals need to be spread around and um, yeah, well, I don't know. he seems to have become a victim of his own success. Then you know yeah, the fact yeah. is that that he's scoring and other people aren't scoring, so we sort of like somehow blaming him that you're yeah, scoring all the goals. No, that's exactly right. You know, and it puts a lot of pressure on him. And it, but at the same time, 
the board are putting themselves under so much pressure by thinking they're going to have to just throw him a blank checkbook and write out his own mm. weekly wage for his next contract because we shouldn't be held to ransom by Aubameyang's goals because it should be spread out more evenly throughout the team as far as I'm concerned. You know, we shouldn't be a one-man team and we are clearly at the moment. <coughs> right. Um, where are we? Rowan, what's your next choice, please? Oh, wait. I have the numbers here. I'm going to go for number three. Okay. Hmm, speaking of devil. Inside box number three, out pops one certain Nicolas Pepe. And the offer for Nicolas Pepe is £25 million. £25 million. Oh, I mean, the fact that I waited for what you were going to offer means that he's a guy that I might be okay to sell for some money, but that's not going to be 25 million, not even close. I mean, that's going to be a 50 million hit on what we paid for him already. And I think that, I mean, I still have some trust in Pepe. I think he's a great technical player, too left-footed for my liking. But he can be our Robin. He showed that that uh, you know quality in the last game, the goal that he scored. If I was Arteta, I would just every day for one hour after training, I would make him just cut in from the left and take the curlers. You know, like like Robin used to score. I would make him take that shot ten thousand times until he can do it with his eyes closed. And that's how he will get the goals because he has that close control. So he, you know, the I see a lot of Robin in him or qualities that he could emulate Robin. And even if he's half the player that uh, Robin would be, you know, I'd be happy. I I know that we've overpaid for him with 72 million, but uh, selling him for 25 just isn't going to happen. So yeah, no deal. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Excuse me, one moment. Excuse me. Where's you, Hello. I know, surprising. I know, yeah. No, I'm not that keen on beans on toast at this time. I have to come back with. Well, get yourself a cup of tea then. Okay. Well, just what's the offer? What's the offer? We need to move on a bit now. What's the offer? Just talking about your supper. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Right. The banker has made a different offer. Um, it's raised it from twenty-five million to thirty-eight million. Still doesn't cut it. I'm sorry to the banker, but that doesn't cut it. That's still like a thirty odd million, over thirty-five million loss that we'll get for for what? If this is a transition season, and like I said, I do trust that he can be a great player you know he's shown in some big games as well i mean when he played against united he had sean toast and uh, you know he scored the goal he's been chipping in with goals he's a great dead ball player i like that uh, i'm not talking. <laughs> sorry <one moment>. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes no no yeah i know he, he, he does he rates him <laughs> I, I like the kid as well. I think he's got loads of 
potential. Mm. No, I like my ambrosia custard cold. <laughs> <laughs> mm. No, it's much better than a hot, hot dessert. Mm. Okay. All right, then. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, it's very unusual for the banker. He's a very miserable person, usually. But he's actually up the offer to £52 million. Pounds. £52 million. <laughs> You're getting close. Uh, you're getting close, but uh, I will. I will still say. I will still say that it's no deal. Still, I mean, I would at least want to recoup the money that we've spent for him. That is the least that we get. And plus, we don't have any right-sided wingers in the squad. I mean, uh, Nelson. We've got Nelson, and Nelson hasn't really performed for Arsenal. I was really looking forward for Nelson to come back from. Hoffenheim, and he just hasn't performed. And uh, Pepe is the only naturally right-sided winger. I mean, he does cut in, so uh, you know that's that's his quality. But I would still not sell him. Not in this market. I mean, if he can be sold, then we'll sell him next season. But I'll give him one more season to prove. Good. Yeah. No, I, I I'm pleased to really say I I've got a lot of faith in him. I think he's one of the ones that we need to build around. And we need to support him. And we need to forget all this nonsense about him tracking back and defending. Uh, he's one of those players where you should build the team around him to stop him having to do that and just let him go and create. Just feed the ball to him, feed the ball to him, feed the ball to him. Uh, just stop worrying about him being de a defender. Yeah. That's the problem I've got. Mm. That he, he's not a defender. We didn't buy him to defend. We bought him to create at that sharp end of the pitch, and that's what we need to get the best out of him. So I, I think we'd be stupid to get rid of him. It's so soon. Yeah. Anyway. The only thing is that if he can be taught not to hold on to the ball for so long, mm. I mean, be decisive. Either yeah. take the shot, create space, or give the pass. Yeah. He's trying like too many times, and that gives defenders chance to double up on him to sort of yeah. you know get the ball away from him. But he can be a devastating player, and and I mm. like that way. I do. I, I think he's yeah. he's just not getting the same amount of support he, he he deserves. He needs to get supported on the pitch by his teammates as well, so he doesn't always have to try. Because like you said, he's always got two or three players around him immediately, and he's always got to basically just try and get past them on his own. He's, he's not got enough players to to give the ball to throughout the game. And I'm not saying that he's not without his faults. He does hold on to the ball too much, obviously, and he tries to do a bit too much. And he doesn't make a quick pass when he should. But that sort of stuff can be ironed out of his game quite easily. But he also needs to have the players around him helping him out and being available for the ball more often as well. As Andrew, well. mate. Andrew. Yeah. Mate, are you, are you serious? Do you, 100%. do you do you do you really eat your ambrosia custard cold? Oh, I love it cold <laughs> on a hot on a hot mate. dessert. Yeah, hundred percent. No, mate. Oh, oh no, yeah, deal yeah, for yeah. Me, mate. no deal. Oh, no, no. I, I these, are, I, these are the real questions. The do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you lose the vanilla taste the today. You have it on some cherry crumble or some apple crumble or some apple pie, piping hot apple pie or something, and pour it on cold. It's much better. It's got much more oh, delivery taste. That, mate. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's not an Ambrosia podcast, so I suppose a bit of money. <laughs> well, there you go. 
Might get a little bit of a sponsorship deal in there, mate. Yeah, yeah you never know. You never know. <laughs> Ambrosia, I am available. All right, what's your choice then, Chappers? Mm. Okay, sorry. Uh, number, oh, I'm going to go my old number. Seven, number seven. Seven, all right. Ah. Mm. In box number seven <laughs> is Jay Leno. Not Jay Leno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, Burnt Leno, number seven, and the offer is... Thirty three zero million pounds. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, uh, I mean, well, well, look. I mean, the poor, I hope he gets well soon. First of all, um, mm. you know, thankfully, we. I, I oh, think I think we heard just recently that lucky, his injury yeah. is not not as bad, bad as as we first thought, which mm. is you know absolutely vital. I mean, you know, it means Martinez gets a little bit of running run in the team as well. But um, I mean, all these questions. Uh, about whether you're going to sell him, or you're going to get to replace him. I mean, Martinez is, you know, he's a great backup keeper um, uh, or uh, good enough. But I mean, I talked talked about Claudio Bravo and stuff, and it's like, man, don't put that little guy in goal, you know. Um, but um, uh, I'm going to ask Ryan actually. Ryan, what's your opinion on uh, Burnt Leno? Absolutely love Burnt Leno. Again, yeah. When, when we when we signed Burnt Leno that summer. For all the signs we made, that was the one I was most happy about because I've been I've watched him on and off when he was at Bayer Leverkusen, and for years we've been for years since Seaman and Layman that era. We for years and years we've been wanting screaming for a fucking good goalkeeper. We finally got it. Guy too. And thank God, as you said, thank God it weren't as bad, the injury isn't as bad as we first all thought because. Yeah. If it had been as bad as we first thought, there's questions marks of what could he have recovered mentally to come back to the same form. Whereas now, being it short term, we'll be back in a few weeks in training. Yeah. But yeah, again, it, the amount of times he saved, not just this season, last season as well. If it weren't for him keeping them, keeping the shots out, we would be in bottom three this year. Let's be honest. Absolutely. Year, man. He has been massive in this first this season. More, more than the Bamiang was more than more than what Bamiang has been with scoring goals because he's kept them out and he's kept us in games and got, got us points when we shouldn't have got points. And it, yeah. be, as you said, as you said, who if we were to say who's out there to replace him? I mean, when the whole media thought it was going to be this long-term injury, we were getting linked with Joe Hart and bloody Claudio Bravo. Claudio oh, no, Bravo, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> again, that step that'd be a step back. We'll be doing all that good work we did getting them in the first place. Good backup keepers for Martinez, I suppose, but... Yeah, good backup, as you said, backup. But for Martinez. One, but long-term, <laughs> he's, not, he's not number one quality, whereas Leno... Oh, yeah. literally hit no, the sorry, I was, I, was saying, I was saying that Bravo is good backup for Martinez, as opposed to... Oh, yeah, well, anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, no, as soon as you said the name, you know, I knew what I was going to do, Andrew, to be honest with you. I mean, since he, he came along, I think he did make, he did make, you know, a couple of quite, quite costly mistakes. But at the same time, it, they, they seem to have ironed out, you know, um, and it's, it's pretty unanimous through, throughout the fan base that, you know, he's, he's such a vital part and vital component to, to the squad and, and us moving forward as well. So, I mean, 30 million is a profit, but like it's that it's not enough value 
unfortunately, than, than he is to us, if that makes any sense. So, um, yeah, I'm going to say no deal on that one. If you make a comparison as well for what we, the, the pittance that we paid for him, yeah. two, two and a half yeah. million, and then you yeah. make a comparison, what Chelsea, you make a comparison oh, yeah. to what Chelsea played for Kepa. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Again, exactly. And that's it's what, uh, mind-boggling. And this is what we're saying. If we were, if the club were a seven, no, what sort of money? What sort? Who are you going to get of that same ill, that same level, without yeah. spending over the odds like Chelsea have done? And I'm being honest. I don't rate Kepa. He's so overrated and he's that price tag that everyone sort of drives on about because he's worth that much he must be this must be this good he isn't whereas Leno as you said whatever how much it was 20 odd mil that is a bargain for what we've got from him yes he's made the odd mistake here and there but as you said he's learned from it and he's got better and again it was a, the club would be absolutely crazy to let him go because yeah. the fam for, again since the Seaman, David Seaman uh, Lens Lehman era we haven't had a decent goalkeeper off this off this level. We've had the mediocrity, and it's summer heading. We finally got a good goalkeeper. We need to do everything we can to keep him. We Not need that set. guy to stick around, you know, yeah. uh, uh, for a long time because yeah. he's, he's he's gold dust. Yeah, and with a good defence, less goals be going in because he's well, he, completely exposed. Exactly, he's just, his his goal has been peppered with shots for the entire season because he hasn't been protected at all. You know, he's just shown how good he is. I do that. I think we're lucky that he hasn't just thought, no, fuck this, I'm off. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. I, think, I, I don't want to put up with this shit sorry. every week, you know. Been, yeah. it's, just, uh, it's been a joke for him and he's, he's come through it with flying colours, to be honest. And I mm. love the fact mm. that he sat up on none of his teammates backing him up after what happened uh, like, the other day. Yeah. And he, and that's he had to do it himself. Well. He did it himself. Yeah. He proper gave, yeah. yeah. And I, I like that about him. He's got a little bit, because, you know, he's it's easy to make the comparison uh, with being German as well, but he, he showed a little bit of the, the old Len, uh, Jens crazy, Lenzi, crazy Jens, <laughs> crazy German. Yeah, bit, yeah. You know, he, he stuck up for himself, and he said, "Right, you know, I know." It's almost like he said, "I know where you live, son." You know, when I get yes. back on my feet, you're, you're done. But yeah, I like that, and uh, he, he's been faultless, really. I mean, yeah, yeah, of course, he made a couple of mistakes, but who don't? You know, every he's, he's been fantastic. I, I really like the guy. But he also, he's unlike previous goalkeepers we've had for the last ten plus years. He's learnt from the mistakes. He hasn't making the mistakes week in, week out, week in, week out. He's learned from that mistake, and he's got better and better. Yeah. So. One thing I will say though, and I, I'm not saying I definitely want to keep him, but one thing I will say is that goalkeepers, especially, there's some absolute gems down in the lower leagues as well. You know, league, mm. they never get looked at, and it's widely said that Dean Henderson. Has been the best goalkeeper this season, uh, mm. you know, in the Premier League. He's, he's been voted by a lot of people, hasn't he? Mm. And he's he's been plucked obviously from Man United reserves. Yeah. If you look down as well in the Championship in League One and League Two, especially, especially there's absolutely fantastic goalkeepers down there that never mm. ever get talked about or scouted. And no. that's a I don't understand that for the life of me. I do not understand it because it, it's not it's not the same position as as playing out on the. Um, on the pitch with regards to having a, sort of the right amount of technical ability for the transition to the Premier League. Goalkeeping is goalkeeping at the end of the day, whichever league you're in. And I think there's some un- undiscovered gems personally down in the lower leagues as for, for goalkeeping. I have to say that I'm very disappointed that the club, you know, I'm hearing the stories that the club are looking at um, another goalkeeper to come in. I mean, Martinez has been at the club for 10 years. Mm-hmm. He's our backup keeper. 
he's now been given an opportunity to back up and we're overlooking him for someone else. Then my question is, if he's not good enough to be a backup keeper, why have we had him at the club for the last 10 years? We should have moved him on and put in someone who was going to be our backup keeper, right? It it doesn't make sense to me. No, nor me, nor me. And that's what pissed me off about um, Christian Bielik as well. Not with, he's a goalkeeper, yeah. but in playing defence. When you go out on loan and you do that loan, you, and you come out of that loan with flying colours, playing brilliantly, and you're really highly thought of, and then you go out on another loan, and you, and you don't moan, don't complain, do it, and you, you get all that experience, and you do an extremely good job. And then you don't, they just get rid of you without even giving you an opportunity in the first team. And it's the same for Emmy Martinez. And why, what is the point if you're not going to get a chance? Mm. I, I, I'm just, it's just really weird. I, it just, yeah, they're there for a yeah, reason, we, aren't they? To cover if I was Emmy Martinez, I'd be straight in the manager's office after hearing these rumours and saying, What's the deal here? Are you, do you not mm. believe in me? Am I not going to get my mm. chance? I've been here for 10 years. I'm 27 years old. I've sat on the bench. I've been loyal. You're not going to give me a chance. At least give me till the end of the season. And if I'm no good then, then move me on in the summer and bring in Claudio Bravo or Joe Hart. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. I'd do the same for him as well because you're there to cover injury and step in. So, yeah, I totally understand. Right, we're going to have to sort of get a shift on. It's a long, I think it's probably officially the longest show I've ever done so far. I know that <laughs> two hours long now. One or two of you have got to go. How many have we got left? We've got... Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six left, I think. So I'm going to really quickly reach okay. around and we, we're just going to have to have a, a pretty much a, a quick deal or no deal on these ones, I think. With the, yeah, no we have too much of the chat. Now, it's your go, Ryan, isn't it? So which box are you going to open? Number four, if it's still available. It is. And this is a really interesting one. I'll put this in as a bit of a wild card. Inside box okay. number four is William Saliba. Oh, he's never played for us yet. <laughs> But I'm going to say that one of the big powerhouses who's also been monitoring him is going to come in with an offer of £45 million without actually having played a game for us. Deal or no deal. You can obviously still talk to someone about it, but we'll have to move it on a bit. Um, I know it's it's a bit of a weird one, but he's very highly thought of. So... Forty-five million to William Saliba. Personally, for me, it's a it's a no it's a no deal. We need what would be the point in the Arsenal buying to have his to have him in the squad in the club for this oncoming season coming if you're just to sell him for forty-five mil. I mean, that's what Arsenal would normally do. That wouldn't surprise me they did it, but it's just on. As you said, he's really highly thought of. But as you said, he's really highly thought of. And if touch wood, the injuries he's had this season was just a one-off, and he does hit the ground running, and he's coached right in the sense of he's not struggling in the deep end like uh, like the Chambers holding when they first came in, and eased into the squad and things like that. We could have potentially we could potentially have an absolute well-beat of a defender on our hands at such a young age. I'd, I'd want to give him at least two seasons, see how see where we go from there. Because again, if he does become on this well-beat that we are think where we think he could be, that price we've just offered could treble in the, in the market. Or it could be shit and it could drop. 
That's the risk you've got to take, got to take in football, but exactly. it's ridiculous. That's tough. I'm, not, I'm not saying he will. Yeah. I've got, got, got yeah. massive yeah. hopes for him, as we all have, but yeah. never know Diaz. That's why I thought he's a bit of a, a curveball. But it's not a so loss, you... really, right? That money is the money that we never had. You could get it by selling him, but you didn't really have the money. He hasn't played, and this is like William Van Dyke that we are talking about, right? He is the knight in shining armor for our okay. defence. Exactly. Are you going to say deal or no deal? I'm going to move around because I know that Chance no has got to go in a second. Yeah, no, no deal for me. No, that's fine. I, I think I'll be the same as well, to be perfectly honest. I mean, quick 20 million profit without even having to do anything with him, then it's worth the thought, but you never know. Right, no. answer. I'm going to move quickly on to you. What's your next box number, please? Six, please. Six. Mm, oh, we just that's had, we've had six. That's Gwendoosey. We've got, I'll tell you what we've got left. We have 7, 5, 15, 12. Seven's gone. Seven's already seven's gone. gone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. I've, I've oh, it's seven, yeah. Apart yeah. from seven, we've got all the rest of seven. Uh, sorry, what did you say, Dan, sir? Um, we've done four. We've done four. Yeah, four was the last one. Five, 16, 15. Oh, no. 12. 16. 16. Yeah. Inside box number 16 is Mr. Klasinac. And the offer for Mr. Klasinac is £10 million. You know what? I think uh, it's an easy choice for me. I want to show for everyone else. No deal. No deal. No deal. Okay. Wow. That's no, interesting. Just to give us a quick run, uh, rundown on your thought process there. You see, because uh, you've got Saka, who's naturally a left wing, but he's covering his left back. So we've got Tierney and we've got Klassen, who are proper left backs. So if we move Saka up to left wing, then we have Tierney, who has an injury record. Then we have Klassen at back. And despite his lack of speed, or he is very easy to get past if he's got some help. Yeah, and he's, he's powerhouse going forward when he does. No interesting thought processes. That's good. I mean, it's a good point about Saka moving forward to a more attacking role. So, what I will do is I'm going to come back to you. Um, Stan, are you okay, Stan and Rowan, just for a, a short while? Yeah, mate. Finish off? Yeah. I'm going to I'll go to you next then, Chappers. Um, oh, I'll come back to you, Stan, time. because I know that you've got a shoot-off. What is your next number? You've got a choice of 5, 15. I, I thought we had 5. Didn't we have 5? That was Tierney, wasn't it? Hmm. 5, 15. Big, beg your pardon, I'm reading them wrong. It's getting dark That's in here, actually. I need to put my light <laughs> on. So, we've got 15, 12... Yeah. Nine. Which one would you like out of those? Let's go with number nine. Let's go with number nine. Number nine. That is the little pint-sized pot, little Lucas Torreira. And the offer on the table for Lucas Torreira is 25 million. Uh, I prayed I wasn't going to get this one. Um, oh, God. I mean, he is so... Like his talent is 
it's plain to see. Um, you know, he's a real terrier on the pitch. He's got the and he's got that that tenacious neck as well, which is which enables him to to make lots of like, uh, like interceptions and really really key tackles in the midfield. Um, you know, and he can he can he can bomb forward as well, like when he needs to. Um, I cite, of course, the uh, the goal against Spurs, but. Oh, I, I I'm going to be honest with you. If this, if all of this chat about party is is true, um, I I think that he is going to be deemed a little surplus to requirements. Um, somebody's going to go. Somebody's going to go. Um, and I think that as far as as far as kind of returns go, I think he's one of the players that we would get a fairly good return on. Um, Oh God! What did you say? You said thirty. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Oh, I mean, in this day and age, you probably take it. No, I'm going to go deal. I, as much as it pains me to say so, because I do really like the player. Um, I don't know. I just don't know how. I'm not sure if he's featuring in Arteta's plans, um, and how he's going to fit into to that going forward. So. Mm. There you go. Controversial, I know, but I'm going to say deal. No, fair play. I, I think I would deal in the real world. I would deal, but probably not for 25. No, I think no a bit deal, higher, a bit higher than that. We do, but in this day and age, rebuild exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. In this, in, in the value, in the sort of value of things, he's probably, you know, he's probably worth a good I, 40 million. You know, um, are in in sort of regular. Regular transfer value, but um, I don't think yeah, I don't think he's got the right. But I'm a, I've got a concern. I've always have had a concern about his mentality for the right. Premier League and for Arsenal. Personally, I think he's a bit weak mentally. I don't know. It's just a, it's just feeling I've got. But um, yeah, I, I understand the, the <coughs> concern. It's a tough one. But th- I know you've got to shoot off. So thanks. All so right, much, chaps. It's thanks a for a lovely chat. It's been great. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me on, Andrew. Cheers. No problem. Take care. Speak to you later, Nice mate. to see you guys. Okay, mate. Take care. Speak to you soon. Right. Okay. Let's pop back to you then, Stan. Now we've got. Um, uh, where are we? I'm nine. Fifteen. You got nine. Mm, no, nine was, yeah. was Torreira. We just had that. Oh, 15. I'll take 15. Number 15. Interesting one, actually. Been getting very good reviews lately. Um, it's Mavropanos, and the offer is eight, eight million pounds. Yeah, I'll take that deal. Okay. Don't blame me. I don't blame him, but he's been getting very good reviews lately. In the, I know it's uh, Bundesliga no, B or the Zwei mm. or whatever it is. Or, but I just, I'm just concerned that I mean he was in a under our 23 playing games. Um, the reports I heard from that was that he was having a nightmare. Mm. And I was thinking to myself, well, if they've now moved him out to a second tier team in the, in Germany, then they obviously don't think that highly of him. When he first came into the club. I didn't know nothing about him, but I like the look of him. He looks like a bit of a unit. I thought he he looked, he had the look of someone that I could see lining up in my defence, but I've not seen enough of him. He's been with us for a, a few seasons. He's not seeming to get a look in, so I'm going to take the money because it, it would probably be making a bit of a profit on that. I'd imagine he costs us a bit less than what, what the bank is offering. So I, I'm going to do the deal. 
I, I can't, I, I can't disagree. To be honest, I think he's he's had quite a while, and he he does seem quite injury prone, but he seems to be coming over that with regular football. Um, and there's a lot of teams after him from the actual you know Bundesliga, which makes me think that they wouldn't be after him if he's a complete sack of shite. So there must be something there that they see in him. And they, they don't seem to get many things wrong in Bundesliga with young players, do they? So it's a tough one, but I think we need to be a bit ruthless at the moment. So anyway, so I, I think I'll probably do the same. Right, mm. Rowan, um, we're running short of numbers now, so... I'll take 12. Uh, where are we? Number 12. Interesting mm-hmm. one. Very important player from Mikel Arteta. And it's Granite himself, Granite Xhaka. <laughs> and the offer on the table for Granite is 15, one five, 15 million pounds. See, uh, Granite Xhaka, for some reason, all managers love him. He's got nudes on them, definitely. You know, but that's how he rolls. You know, the fans hate him. The managers love him. That's that's just how the world is, right? So that I I feel in terms of attitude and you know his his character, he is captain material just by character. But in terms of him playing, he's shit. And the midfield is is the most vital position on the field in in terms of if you want to win the game because you have to control the midfield and you know i said this before granit chaka would be the best player in the world if the rules of football were that you can't close him down for 10 seconds you know then he would be the best player in the world <laughs> I love that. but unfortunately that's not the rules of the game and he gets closed down fairly just too quickly for him he's going to be a great player in Serie A, maybe in the Bundesliga and like I've chatted with a couple of Bundesliga fans who saw him at Gladbach and would, you know, this hurt up at Berlin fan, he would have loved to have him at his club, but at Arsenal it's just not working out and we need a fast, two-footed player who doesn't hold on to the ball so for so long, isn't so slow, so for me, you know, given his wages, etc., I'd still do the deal for 15 million, yeah. Granite's yeah. off. Mm. Yeah. I don't drive in there myself for just like mm. a fiver, probably, to be perfectly honest. Again, it's it's not that I don't think he's a, he's a competent footballer. He's just not a good enough footballer. I, t- I love that, what you say about him saying if, if the rules were that you can't close him down for 10 seconds, then he'd be a great player, because that's true. Mm. Um, but unfortunately that doesn't happen so I just again we need to clear out of all the old players from the previous regime mm. previous all this negativity which just a clean a broom to sweep the whole place clean and start afresh with a new mentality but also for me it also comes down to his mentality Andrew totally, I look back to 100%, I look back yeah. to earlier this season as when he, when he had the armband when he was giving it to by Emery our way to Watford, we're tuning up, we drew two all, and at the end of the match on national TV, or global oh TV God, anyway, yeah. he comes out and says, we were scared, we, we were scared, I don't want, as a, as Arsenal, an Arsenal fan, the captain, growing yeah. up, Tony Adams, Rivieras, they, they weren't, they were never scared, I want that, I don't want that mentality, I want a winning no. mentality, it's not scared to go on that pitch and fight, 
and he doesn't have seem to have that, that by going what by what he's was, saying. That's it's got forgotten about that. That has that annoyed me more than mm. what what he did mm. at, at the Christmas. Uh, Christ, yeah, that's always that, you know. That's just that's the one thing. That, as you said, everything again for me annoys me about him. About everything he's done at the club. That's the one thing that I can't forgive. No, even, no, even no, if he I wasn't, even if he, even if he wasn't a club captain, that's an, that's something you don't say as an Arsenal player. No, no, I know. I totally agree. That really angered me. That did. Um, where are we now? We've got. I think that might have been. Oh no, we've got one left. We've got one. Yeah, I think that's right. One left. Number well, there's a couple of names that haven't come yeah. out yet. I think I said there's going to be some omissions. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Yeah, there's twenty. There's not the full squad. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think the last that one was the final number. 18. So, okay. number 18 is yours then, Ryan. And the player is Reese Nelson. Oh, okay. And the offer is 15, 1, 5, 15 million quid. 15 million? Yeah. <sighs> I'd have, at the moment, I'd have to talk towards uh, a no-deal system. I'm pretty sure Arteta's um, actually adopted uh, him. You know, I'd like to ad- adopt Martinelli. Mm. I think Mar- Arteta has mm. actually adopted Reese <laughs> Nelson. So. Well, but, I was about to say, also, but also, the reason why I say no-deal is because Arteta's clearly seen something in him, and we have seen not completely better performance, but slight better performances from Reese in certain games. We just need to get that consistency now, and that confidence in him to do it on a consistent level and again provides competition to Pepe it might put, help push if we can make Reese better it might help push Pepe to up his performances as well on a consistent basis going forward so it's competition places again things we've things we've been screaming for years we want competition we don't want just one player for one position we want multiple, we want multiple, uh, two or three players each position pushing each other for that starting 11 spot so for me, I'll say no deal. Do you know what? I've said this, well, I don't know how long ago it was, I've got a few weeks, months maybe, but I would I would love to see him play as the right wing back hmm. in, in place of Bellerin, just just to see what he's like. You know how Saka took to it at left back and became yeah. very dominant down that left-hand side? I could see him working up a fantastic partnership on the right-hand side with... Pepe, being that one mm. that could overlap and cross with his right foot as well, or cutting, I think he'd be really well worth a, a look in that role. Personally, I think he he would mm. take to it. I don't think he'd moan or complain like AMN did, um, and I think mm. he'd be a great op- option from that side. So yeah, I, I'd just be fascinated to see what he'd be like there, and he'd get him a game every week if he if he took to it like Saka did, for example. So anyway, it's just, just mm. my opinion yeah. on that one. But yeah, I agree. I wouldn't sell him for 15 million, not in a million years. I definitely think there's something there. And he, he's not had a run of games at all. His, his mm. season's been very disjointed. The same as everyone, to be honest. Yeah. But when, when has he had played two games back to back? He hasn't, has oh, he? Yeah. <laughs> That's the difficulty, though, for me. How? <laughs> yeah, would you put him in and, and just bench Pepe week after week to give him that run mm. of games? It's going to be tough. 
I would I'd definitely like to see him play behind Pepe and see what what he could do there. Mm. It, it could be a gap he could just take. And I, I know it's tough on Bellerin. And I, I, really, really tough on Bellerin. I don't think we've seen the best of Bellerin yet after his injury. But it could make Bellerin work even harder, push him harder to get back to his, his former self as well, couldn't it? A bit, that, that bit of um, competition. You never know. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Again, it's all about competition. If it push, helps push other players on, mm. it could be a benefit to us. Yeah. I feel like yeah. Nelson has really been lacking confidence this season, right? Like last think, year yeah, at Hoffenheim, he, he scored seven goals. He, was, he played really well until he got injured and then mm. he sort of came back. And mm. this season, I felt like he's got into good positions, but he's like muffed his, his, his shots. He's like uh, not, just not got the confidence to take the shot at the right time with the right power. And that will come when he has a run of games. Maybe he's thinking, think, I'm think, back to my parent club and I want to make it. That's the pressure, but he needs to. And he's the only natural right winger that we have, right? Like playing in the right way with the right foot yeah. and going on the outside. Can you imagine yeah. the difference if that goal that he scored against Burnley, the second game of the season, I think it was. It stood. stood, yeah. It was Nacho Monreal the Muppet that it wasn't even nothing to do with the side, yeah. Monreal was offside and he scored a really good goal from the edge of the box. And uh, if if that had gone in and well, it did go in, but if it was allowed, it would have been counted, yeah. If that would have been so, so good for for Reese Nelson, confidence. Mm. And we would have seen a different Reese Nelson this season. But he was injured and went out for what, three months, I think? So like that, and then when I think oh, when I came in the twenty years, come back from tough. his injury, really tough. Mm. And he, he, I keep saying this about loads of, but players need that run of games to get their fitness and the sharpness and the confidence and everything. And I can't see him getting it unless he, he can find a different place for him on the pitch. Because I, we can't leave a seventy-two million quid player on the bench week after week, a, a player of that quality. And I can't see him displacing him. Well, it sounds to me when it comes to Reese Nelson, then I'm, it sounds like I'm the only one that would have uh, snapped the banker's hand off for that deal. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I, I really think there's a play there. I really do. I, they've been going on about Reese Nelson since he was, what, 12, 13, 14, showing that mm. the, the quality that he's got. And, and Arteta used to train him when he was, uh, you know, coach him when he was still as a player. Before uh, mm, left, yeah. As well, that's why he knows how good he is. So I, I, I think I trust in Arteta's judgment there as well. Um, we need to see more of him. I just hope that he can get that chance and play regularly to get that yeah. sort of confidence back. The the reason why I wouldn't sell him is because you know Pepe can't play sixty games in a season, and no, no. every time anybody goes to the right, we've seen Abba on the right, and he's been ineffective. We've seen Martinelli on the right, and that was his worst game for Arsenal. So. You know, that right-hand side is a big problem and we need actual players who know how to play in there. And we've just got two in the squad. One is Pepe and the other one is Nelson. That's the reason why, you know, and are we going to get better quality than Nelson on the right-hand side for 15 million? I, I, I don't really know. No. If Osman Dembele was for 15 million, then yeah, sure. But he's not. Yeah. Mm. I'm concerned about next season as well. I'm going to wrap up now. And what, if everyone's available, we could continue with the the other players of the squad next week. And obviously, mm. it's not going to be as many players 
uh, we could shorten the the show a little bit, but we can also uh, look at, look at sort of the money that we've we've dealt and see how we can strengthen the side from there as well. If you're all available, and you will be up yeah. for that next I'm week. Um, you know me, Andrew. I've never missed an opportunity to talk about Meza Ozil on air. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Just briefly, my, my one concern, and we can, again, we can expand on it a bit. Next season, they're talking about cancelling either one or both of the cup competitions as well, and that's oh, for crying out loud. Honestly, so what, what was the point of bringing the FA Cup back to finish off then? If that's the case, well, that's a big, that's a massive concern for me because of the opportunities it gives young players, and mm. uh, you know, to play in those competitions. And I, I really enjoy watching them. Uh, I, I love watching the young players in those, especially in the Gar- Carabao Cup. Mm. So that's a worry for me that they're going to get these opportunities, and it could mean at the end of the road for a lot of players um, in the squad. So. Andrew, what you just said, um, which is why I would, even if we're not in the Champions League and it's only the Europa League, Mm. I would be happy with that because the more games, one, more games I get to watch, but two, it's the more games that we can use players from our squad and we can make better informed decisions on whether let's just bite the bullet and get rid of this guy, he's no good. Maybe he does need to go out and loan, or we may find that we've unearthed a gem. Exactly. That is going to fight a senior player for a place in the squad. The, and with the more games, the more opportunities there are for us to find that out. Exactly. Mm. I, I would really, really be upset if that happened, especially if we don't qualify for the Europe, for Europe at all. And then there's no cup competitions. That's going to be tough. That's going to be really bad for a lot of squad players, not just for Arsenal either, um, across the league. And uh, it'd be a shame. Be real I mean, it, it, it's going to be a big loss to teams in the lower league as well, right? They look for yeah. that big payday when mm. they go to a national Manchester United. They could get a lot of good players on loan, though. That, that could be a, one positive for them um, because they're, they're not going to get a game in the Cups yeah. or, or anything from the, the team. So, yeah, that's a one, one thing they could benefit. Anyway, I've really, really enjoyed that. Um, hope you guys did. I think we've got a lot more to go through. So we'll go through the rest of the squad uh, members next week um, and see where we go from there because I also want to touch on Arteta. I'd love to touch a bit more on Danny DeVito as well uh, (laughs) and his role within the club. Um, So yeah, let's let's reconvene if you're all available uh, next week. And I really appreciate everyone watching. Tony, you've been fantastic. Your comments have really... uh, Made me happy on the on the right hand side of the screen there. You've done some really really good accounts there. And if you would love to, if, I'd love to have you on as well, Tony. One week we'll keep talking about this. So yeah, we need to get that date in the diary if you're up for it. Um, everyone, please give us a like. That really helps um, with the viewers and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. That'd be really appreciated and just help spread the word about the show. Because uh, I think. I think I'm biased, but I think we've put out some good good stuff on here, and I think it'd be nice to get a few, a few more viewers, and all your help would be really appreciated on that. So thanks again. Sorry for overrunning. The longest show I've ever done. I think it's on record. <laughs>